Oh god, really? This was great. Oh yeah. Great. You know, with your hair like this, you you look like the one that I knew freshman year. The oh. you that I knew freshman year. Oh, Chester, you don't want to know the Josh I knew freshman year. <laughs> Neither I do I. Josh, Josh yeah. once came to class dressed like uh, Fire Mario. He had white overalls and a red shirt on. It's really funny because I've tried. Uh, you've maybe seen these overalls since, Chester. I mm. really thought these were going to become my outfit. I wanted a bunch of different colored <laughs> shirts and these white overalls to like, and that would be my shtick. I'd kind of be like a cartoon character and everyone would be like, it's the overall guy. Did not happen. Uh, I had the one it? red shirt. Did not yeah. happen. But clearly someone remembers it. Oh, so. I remember it. Like you know what I say is, if you knew me freshman year, no, you didn't. <laughs> Welcome to the No Business Podcast. I am your host and co-creator. Yo, 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 yo. I'm Ian. Uh, welcome to the show, bro, and uh, hoes, uh, or uh, you know, beautiful women. Oh, I I'm Josh. In, c- in case you didn't know that, and in the third person, our very special, long-awaited guest. He's not Jewish, though. Don't get it mistaken. I know. And on Hanukkah, we too. know. We know how he how how he looks. We know it's Hanukkah season. Um, but this is Chester Pollard, uh, the one, the only. Yes, the Chester Jones Pollard. Hey, everyone. Uh, howdy, howdy, Chester. Chester is uh one of the few honorary jews i've ever met in life um someone who looks like he should be part of the chosen tribe and just unfortunately is not um (laughs) you know what happens sometimes also what the fuck is up this is our first uh video of the podcast uh welcome this is where it fucking happens just to be part of a very monumental moment this is it in this is the no business podcast uh this is yeah this is it welcome everyone welcome this is to what the we dungeon. look like i'm sorry to disappoint yeah, or maybe make it better I know mm. you thought I was a lot uglier, and I know I'm just really he, sexy. Uh, you know, he honestly is very attractive. The most attractive Jewish boy I know. Uh, my roommate's <laughs> close second. However, uh, his voice sounds even better, though. You know what I mean? I think that, that was, some people might have been disappointed. Uh, is this better or worse? Better? Better or worse? Oh, I kind of like it. That's what my eye, eye doctor does. Kind of like when it. They switch <laughs> it. Better or One worse? One or two? Chester, first question... What do you have a eye prescription? No. You've never worn glasses and or contacts? No, never. Has anyone in your family? Yeah, quite a lot. Do your parents, are they do they both? Yep. Both really? Of them. And you you never Get the fuck out. Do so do you think you have perfect vision? Do you think you need eyeglasses and or contacts? Uh probably in the future, but right now I'm good. You're good. You don't. You don't feel like anything's blurry. No, no blurriness. Cause I, I got told I needed glasses because I was in like the third grade and I ended up sitting like two feet away from the TV. Like that's where I was every night. My mom was like, "Are are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, just this is where I see." This is where I see. <laughs> yeah, like this that that's where that's where shit went down. You know. And so then I got glasses, and uh, on the drive home with my glasses, I was like, holy shit, man. 
the trees are really cool. Um, oh, I'll never forget. I was kind of similar story. When were you? Was it third or fourth grade? Did you say? I was in third grade. So you were early bloomer. I was like a later bloomer. It was like in between sixth and seventh grade for me. Uh, I'll never forget. I DQ said, it's like seeing an HD. Um, cause I remember putting them on and then seeing out a window where he brings the, my optometrist brought everyone out in this wonderful open little area. And I saw a KFC sign for the first time. Holy shit. Like I knew what they looked like, obviously, but I was like, I could see it from across the street. That's insane to me. And I don't like chicken guys. I'm a vegetarian. If you didn't know this. Are you I'm really? Very, oh, very what? I guess you're that's vegetarian. I'm picky as shit. Um, and it's not. Well, I knew about the pickiness, but the no, I'm vegetarian. Picky that I do not eat meat. Yeah, he's t- like by default. He's a vegetarian. I would be vegan if I didn't love cheese and milk. Oh, OK. Like, that's how picky I am. I'd be that level of like, but I've tried not for lack of trying mm. someone, some beautiful a uh, nutritionist come fix me and who yeah chester uh, i truly want to know no, no 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 so that's the intro of this podcast how are you doing that's how long it took us to get chester there. introduce yourself we have 11 listeners that were just i'm pretty sure you're one of I, you are definitely one of the, the probably yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 other people who just like tell those 10 people what do they need to know about chester before we get into the deep deep topics uh i am brilliant i am going i am the future and i'm going to make things brilliant and i'm just gonna through what doing what doing art well that's the vague term um i'm gonna be making oh okay yeah i'm gonna be making a lot of funny ass films i'm a triple threat i'm gonna be acting directing writing these films uh and i'm also i'm gonna be in a band someday love and it so uh film over theater yes every day every day you don't want to live perform at no actually all? i, I want to do live perform okay six out of the seven days okay so uh what kind of live performing one day performing, well out of out of out of uh so every sunday what live performance would you do well or maybe geez, it's a tuesday Sundays. Tuesday yeah. too. I don't know if Sunday nights are really great for what I do, but probably like yeah, the sketch comedy type thing. Um, yeah, a lot, I like a lot of those intimate things, you know. Maybe SNL if I step up my game a bit. Yes, um, sir. But yeah, <laughs> so that would be a, a Saturday night definitely. I just don't know. If, and other nights it would be like a club type setting, and I just don't think that's great for Sunday nights. Yeah. So Chester, where are you right now? I'm in Brooklyn, bed to be specific. Oh. bed let's go. A Brooklyn boy, born and raised in Brooklyn? No, born and raised, well, for in Manhattan for 12 years and then Brooklyn ever since. Gotcha, Ooh. so a Manhattan boy. Yeah, and also just multiple different places. So there was like Soho, Greenwich Village, Williamsburg, Greenpoint, bed all these places. Right, right. So bed now, is that, is that, that's becoming gentrified or not? A bit, yeah, yeah. a bit. Yeah, I see. I see a lot of those places. It still has a lot of its old uh, neighbors. There are some people who've been in the same place for fifty years. But you know, it, it the gentrification it does exist. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I know Brooklyn is big. I know, especially Williamsburg, is. <laughs> it's become a real mess. Yeah, it basically went downhill ever since it got a Whole Foods. 
Uh, that well, that's 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 uh, the time. Whole Foods or a Starbucks? That's the fucking. Brand, that's the death man. now, bro. Yeah, that's the... it's it's over. It's that's when you know. Yeah, Jester, I got a big question for you, and I hope I get a big lofty answer, and I hope <laughs> okay. we can talk about it because I think we might be on different sides of this. Uh, Do you think New York is dead? Like, <laughs> COVID excluding, like COVID excluding, like. So you could uh, you could take that. And, uh, you, like, do you have an idea already? What I mean, or do you want me to elaborate? Mm. Uh, please elaborate. So I think the idea that like the idea of New York being like the central cultural hub of the universe is no longer the case. I mm. don't even think it's truly even like the hub of the universe as it true again as it once was. There is no doubt what it was. I just don't think it like New York is New York anymore. I truly don't uh. feel like it is. There's a lot to, you know, there's so much going on here. So let me try to answer. I, I, th- I thought this before COVID. Let me just put that out there. Well, okay. So you're smarter than that New York Times person or whatever. Um, all right. So I'm not a big fan Damn, of what's happening. Did, did you just, do you not fuck with the New York Times? I do. I do fuck with the New York Times a little bit. I mean, I have my dad's subscription, so I read it occasionally. Um no, there's Anyways. a whole article about this that I'm, I oh, love that you that, too. No, there's an argument there, there was about, and I did, he didn't make good points. That you're gonna make better points. There, the, no, there was an article, and then Jerry Seinfeld responded to it, shitting on him, and all of that. Oh, well, um, fuck Seinfeld, man. Fuck Seinfeld. Fuck Seinfeld, man. That's a different conversation. But all right, so I don't like how New York is kind of at the moment. I think that. Manhattan, they've had all of these billionaire skyscrapers being built over the past few years, and it's just ruining the skyline so much. Um, It's just pure evil capitalism, and so I don't like how that is a thing. And then there's also the gentrification, and it's, it's, you know, the same people, you know. Um, But I still think that the great areas of New York that at least I grew up around are still there. You know, I could still go to Greenwich Village and enjoy myself. Even though some of the old shops may not be there anymore, I still, I just still have a bit of a soft spot for Greenwich Village, for sure. And of course, Brooklyn has a lot of cool places as well, even though there's a lot of gentrification as well. They're trying to make Brooklyn Manhattan and Queens Brooklyn and so on. I think my argument is that, like, I truly believe so Los think... Angeles and Atlanta are doing way more in the current day and for culture. And I guess I'm talking mainly musically, but I want East Coast to be East Coast. But like right. the South, the South is South and, and, and oh, I no, think, no, but in Los Angeles, definitely last decade. And like, again, let's expand it for music. It's of course, Hollywood's there, but even like on a cultural vibe no, thing, 100%. like L- it just is what I think, like the comedy, the way that like the vibe and the way people behave, oh, no, the, like TikTok is all right. Like that's how it is. Like mm. there's not a lot of good New York uh, comedians today. I think you can tell that by the SNL cast. Well, yeah, um, which is kind of hard. I mean, I kind of blame SNL. St- I, I, well, I'm cautious to talk badly about SNL because I'm worried that that will mess me up in the future and get me not hired there. Believe me, Lauren Michaels is not going to listen to this. <laughs> cool. Oh, I, Lauren, if you are listening to this, hello. Yeah. I'm a big hello. fan. Hello. Um, right. uh, I, and I think you're safe, Chester. You have, okay, and cool. if you're listening to this, this proves why the show's shit right now. You have better things to be doing. Oh, uh, dear, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
finding a better fucking cast. Mm. Well, again, I think mostly it's the writer's fault. I don't think you can put it all, like as much as it definitely goes on specifically Colin Joe's shoulders. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people in the cast that since they've been there, I can't tell you a funny fucking sketch they've done. Well, that's like, why I said mostly. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, mostly. But I mean, like, oh, Beck Bennett. I'm sorry. I don't want him. I don't want him. Get him the fuck out. You know. I think Kyle Mooney might be one of the only successful people. Kyle on Mooney's show, good. Yeah? You know who I really don't like and gets overused way too much is Mikey Day. Yes. Don't think Mikey Day is funny at all. Overused. Uh, and Overused. The, well, if we're talking about the bland pie, again, I know it, and I think the writers have a lot to do with it. It's Lorne well, because he's brought the writers in the first place, and then he needs to, I, I'm going to say it, Belichick it. Let me coin Like I, He just needs to be ruthless. He needs to be like, you aren't cutting it. And Or the ultimate problem is, and if Lorne doesn't realize that, then he's the problem. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I... I might have talked to you about this. It might have been on the podcast, but I think that Lord, it's time for Lauren Michaels to step down. You brought this up. You it's our it, yes, our cool. most viewed episode is about great. Lauren Monday Michael, Night Live. Great. Lauren Michaels needs to fucking step down. He needs to leave it to Keenan Thompson. As much as I hate to say it, but I think mm-hmm. Keenan Thompson is much more in touch and uh, not as busy as Tina Fey, and he'll be able to hit the comedy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this generation needs to be interested in SNL because right now he's catered like SNL is catered to, to my parents mm. and they're not even watching SNL that much. Damn. You know, but actually you bring up a good point, actually. Wait, that's such they, a good point. That's such a good point. It's to Gen X. Yeah, sorry, keep on going. Sorry. Because because Keenan has been on the show longer than anybody else and you give him something else to do before him. The person who was on the show the longest was Daryl Hammond and he's the announcer now. So now you got Keenan this um, Lauren's job, you know, perfect. Chester, have you have you seen uh, Daryl Hammond's uh, documentary? I forget what it was. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forget. Yeah. I forget the name of it. I'm sorry. Look it up. Google just Daryl Hammond documentary. It's a great documentary. It talks it is. like he has a very interesting story and his time on SNL is very interesting. He's he was the um, Trump impersonator mm-hmm. before Alec Baldwin took over. Um, very uh, great impersonator, comedian, everything. Um, oh, he was he was Sean Connery. Yeah. He oh, was Sean Connery. oh, he's the tits now. Yeah, Latitz now? now is Daryl Hammond, and he has a very interesting story. Watch documentary. Um, yeah, but Chester, continue. Give us your thoughts on SNL. How do you fix How would, oh, uh, good podcast. So, say, how do you fix SNL? Look at us. Look at us. Well, let's see. I mean, I've kind of thought about that for a while. The thing about SNL is like whenever, uh, my opinion, when I started watching it, it was season 36, 2011. So that means. Yeah, I know. So the new folks were Vanessa Bayer, Paul Britton, Jay Farrow, and Taryn Killam. So that was like my cast. Taryn Killam, great, great cast member. Right? Shout out Colby Smulders. I would knock that out <laughs> of the park every time. Anyway. Right, can we pause this real quick? I have to pee so bad. <laughs>
Um, all right. So as I was saying, um, just my thought was when I started watching, I, I didn't just start watching the new episodes. I watched everything because at the time, every episode was on Netflix at the time. Um, but I am kind of the person that was always just like, why is this new thing bad? I wish it was the way they were. Um, um, and I feel like that happens with every generation that watches SNL. They'll always say the past was better and no, we're stuck with this bunch. Um, so I feel like, I don't know, we're kind of in that situation now, but also with COVID and, and politics, I feel like they kind of, it got affected by that for sure in a way. I So my argument to this is... <sighs> COVID, 100%. Everyone gets a free pass. Everyone gets a free pass. I feel like SNL hasn't been truly high-level funny in, like, two, like three, two, three years. You know what I mean? Like, again, like, that golden age of, like, Sandberg, um, uh, Killam, uh, Hater, uh, like, uh, like uh, um, what is the girl's name? Uh, that, uh, Kate McKinnon? No, she's now. But yes, Kate McKinnon is amazing. But yeah. that was also her golden age of, like, b- before her. The tall one. The one... Uh, Wait, Kristen Wiig? Yes, Kristen Wiig. Thank you. Oh my God, he gets <laughs> it. If we if we are the age group, SNL one thousand percent should be like the mid twenties and up, like the people mm-hmm. that like can like buy your shit and also run the culture. Mm-hmm. We don't find it funny. That's mm-hmm. my argument. All right. Well, here's what I do. I mean, I've been kind of dodging the question because I don't know entirely how to answer it. But basically, what I do, I mean, when I started, oh yeah, I remember. So when I started watching it, I realized what I thought was they're not doing the things that kind of made it funny in the past or they're not doing, it's kind of hard to explain now because it was so long ago. But basically, what I do with anything is take things from the past and push it into the contemporary. So I think maybe they just need to watch some of the old episodes to remind themselves of what made them great in the first place. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, Chester, like, what iconic sketch has there been in the past, like, five years? Besides, to me, the, honestly, the Matt Damon cold open is Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah. I think that was the last sketch I really, like... I was dying laughing at his impersonation. Wow, that's a good answer. I was going to say, like, I think, again, some of the Trump stuff has made me actually kind of laugh. But some. For, so, but that's the whole argument. See, if you can't make gold out of a fucking gold rush, like, I'm but, pissed. But I don't think any of the jokes have been funny. I think Alec Baldwin's impersonation And that's what I'm saying. Is the, There's a, and, is and the a handful part. of, a handful of those are, I think, genuinely actually good SNL sketches because it's so great. And we can't, like, I think one you should remember watching other SNL sketches the other day, I think, like, they're just so powerhousing it because they're so good and they're just giving 110% that, like, it wouldn't be funny if they weren't. And I don't think a single ad cast member other than Kate McKinnon sometimes ever gives over 90%. No. Well, she definitely gives over 90%. But that's what I'm saying. She's um, the only one that like will and she understands that and maybe that's what like I think I'm yelling now. We'll go to uh to will 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 do something. They going back in the past will make them realize that like again, that's the effort. The effort is what was the difference. 
Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. And yes, of course, there was comedy gods and comedy geniuses, but there's also plenty of people that weren't and they were plenty funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I love Fallon's breaking. I love that. And I go look at those sketches all the time, but every time he just fucking like cracks up and like that's terrible as a sketch comic, but that's great as an actor. I think you know breaking I mean? yeah. Fucking hilarious. It's so good. And you shouldn't intentionally break, obviously, but the idea also the idea was not the idea. The sketches were so fucking funny it? and ridiculous. That yeah. Okay, I'm gonna bring up an old show that you have never heard of before. So I think this is probably gonna bore your audience. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm gonna try to mention it anyway. It doesn't bore you. Um, so, anyways, there was this old show from like the 50s called the the Jack Benny Show, and Mel Blank, who voiced all the Looney Tunes characters, was a cast member on this show. I love that. And he played so many different characters, and Jack Benny would actually like start to laugh when Mel Blank was acting because he was so good at it. And also, like you think of Mel Blank as just a voice actor, but also the fact that Mel Blank was never breaking made Jack Benny laugh even more. That's gotta be the whole um shout out to you. This is an off-combo conversation about the office. Uh Ian thinks that Steve Carell is kind of like a low-key method actor of like when like when he was Steve like uh no. I th- I think when Steve Carell was on set for the office, he was uh Michael Scott. The whole time. The whole time. <laughs> because if you I I was watching like a bunch of bloopers, and it's like his his like responses even after like like the other cast member broke like it just seemed like michael scott was still like there like it wasn't oh. really like it wasn't him laughing it was him like why are you laughing you know yeah he's great um crosby didn't you once say that you didn't really care for the office oh i well okay the issue is it's the most overrated show in television i agree actually no no, no. I mean, it's I a great show it's yeah, a great show it is it's just the OMA. That's my argument with it. And like, and I, again, I disagree. Friends. My main issue with it is, I no, guess. No, because again, lot... the argument with that is there's enough haters of it. There's not enough haters of The Office yet. Yes. And a lot of the fans of The Office are kind of closed minded towards other things. Where it's like, if the humor is not The Office, I don't care about that. And I'm speaking from experience here. I, I disagree. I, I and similar to, to what you're talking about, as unlike with friends, and maybe you will fucking disagree with this because you're Ian Carter, and that's why I started the podcast with you. <laughs> yes. Um, is that I think people will really like friends, but people will base their whole personalities off the office. Do you know what I mean about that? Like, there's mm-hmm. some, there's some people, some. I'm a go, I'm a go here. Actually, some you know, women I've been on dates with. I just think that we that will base their whole personalities off the I, office. I, I just I, think that in like I. I actually, yeah, I changed my mind. I, I really hate Friends, so I'd say Friends is more overrated. There we go. I'll even put Seinfeld above fucking The Office. I think Seinfeld's the most overrated show of all time. I, I will uh, never argue with oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I like Seinfeld. I like Seinfeld. Fuck Seinfeld. Love Larry David. Fuck Seinfeld. Larry David is God among men. Make a show about Jason Alexander. Alexander would be a great show. You know? I think so. I think. Wait a minute. And here's another question. Uh, who is who is the comedy god? Well, I, I, okay, my biggest inspiration is Bill Murray. He's the guy who I just look up to, not just as a performer, but as a person. Because you see, you hear in the news about all this spontaneous stuff that he does in people's lives. There's even a documentary on Netflix, The Bill Murray Stories. 
It is amazing. Like, I would like to be a tenth of him. Oh, I feel very similarly. I love that answer. I feel um, my biggest inspiration comedically and also as a person is John Stewart. Uh, that's like a oh cool. Like, so if I could be on the Daily Show, and I never should be because another another white person should never host that show ever again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I that's my dream role of like or a or John Oliver type show of like let me critique what's happening with satirical wit, and he did that better than anyone else I think ever will. And I'm so excited for him to have new shit. But I think the current comedy god until he passes, it that's actually the wrong thing because Jewish Mel Brooks. Oh yeah, Mel Brooks I, like, he's so, he's, I mean, like, like I hope he never passes, but he's lived a full, full life. He's mm. going like at some point he will, um, and then at that point, I, I think it's up for debate. But until he does, I think it's Mel Brooks. So Mel Brooks, great answer. My comedy god is Lenny Bruce. I think. Oh I wow! Don't know who that is. What? I, no, let me. No, let, I mean, I might know who that is, okay. but like the name doesn't. Lenny about. Bruce is the first Jewish comedian that should ever be in the line of Jewish comedians. He also was the comedian that broke down so many barriers for uh, language. He had a bunch of bits that now would not be acceptable, but he used a bunch bunch of foul language in his like. Um, he's the reason I use the word so much. Like, he had a whole bit about the word Like, um, he was a, a genius at what he did. And it, it's not even that they were jokes. He literally just, just told you the truth, but it was the truth that no one was saying at the time. And he got arrested for doing it. Like, oh, he got well, arrested. Not, no, not him. It's not for him getting arrested. It's not for him being such a provocative, wonderful truth. To Married say. a stripper. Uh, got arrested for saying like profane words on stage, like goat Lenny Bruce. But my biggest inspiration, and this is gonna lead me into our next topic, Chester, mm -hmm. is Chris Kattan. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> well, I thought I, so right before you finish, sorry, I thought he'd say Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, so did I. Well, no, I like Sasha. Sasha Baron Cohen is uh like. Who I aspire to be. Mm. I want to be such a But the biggest impact that had on the comedy I do is Chris Kattan. Watching the Chris Kattan Best of, Best of SNL DVD when I was like eight years old was a, a game changer. And just so all you know, Chester once told me he thinks Chris Kattan is one of the worst SNL cast members. And before you jump in, Chester, as you should, um, I have not seen a lot of Chris Kattan skits. And though either several that Ian showed me after we did our last podcast, I laughed very fervently because he's just, again, another person that gives probably his whole shtick is that he gives 210%. Like he just will just go. The man broke his neck doing an SNL sketch and that ruined his career. Like that's what I'm saying. Of like he gave too much clearly to this fucking stupid show. That's amazing. Uh, and that's what made him so great. And also, like, if you just mispronounce words funnily, I'm always going to laugh. Sewell Forrester, Southern lawyer. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my main thing is he overdoes things too much. And I just didn't really ever find him that funny. I don't like his face. Um, like, that, that mango sketch with Christopher Walken, like, Christopher Walken made that funny. No, mango is a genius sketch. 
No, just just seeing him like you think that the song he's about to sing is um what the uh, total eclipse of your heart, but then all of a sudden he goes mango like that just got the, me. Man. The mango J Lo sketch like that was that was great. It wasn't available on Netflix, so I couldn't see that one. Well, it's on the bed. You want to borrow my best of Chris Kattan DVD? No, thank you. You got YouTube? I have not seen any of these sketches you're talking about, so I can't talk really. So I have no business talking. Mango, the fucking the brother sketches he did with uh uh Chris Parnell. Like they did this one sketch. They were like they were auditioning to be dancers for Bon Jovi, and like it's just he's. His physical comedy is brilliant. He is probably, and you know, shout out Jim Carrey. Love Jim Carrey. But I think he might be like a top three physical comedian to ever walk the earth. Like the the way that man used his body. Mr. Peepers. I'm going to go. I think I truly think like, I think he's number one only for the fact that he basically brought clowning into the popular world. Okay. There's Jim Carrey, exactly. Oh, yeah, like, like, yeah, like, literally the technique of being like using your body like that. And I, that's a god. Like, that's another comedy like genius god level person that like I, he's done too much that you could never like you could say mm. all the bad things you want about him. My opinion will never change, mm. and I don't think it will ever change because he won't do a bad thing. Hopefully, I know. Yeah, Jim Carrey does have a lot of great stuff. Um, what I really liked that he did, um, you know, months ago when, you know, everybody was kind of, when there was so much police brutality happening and, of course, Black Lives Matter was, like, at the forefront. I think Jim Carrey went to Twitter and he was like, look, without black people, there'd be no Jim Carrey. Like, the whiteys in Hollywood didn't like me, but the the Wayans brothers loved me. He's yeah, not living color. Yeah. SNL didn't take him. No, they rejected him. He did um, Apocalypse Elvis. That was a really funny bit. <laughs> so Chester, here's the, that's my whole point of like here's my whole thing, Chest of like mm-hmm. I, as much as you're like worried about saying this shit as to dissuade your chances of getting on SNL. A, no one's gonna listen to this. But B, truly, there needs to be something else. And yeah. that could easily way be more your legacy of like, let's make the next thing. Let's make it the was. Next thing. It should have been the Dana Carvey show, but uh, I know what you mean. But like, it should have been so many other things. Like, there's so and many Mad TV, about. like Mad TV, could have done it. Well, MTV just fell off. Like they were stupid and they fumbled that bag. M- that it was on Mad TV. Mad TV was on MTV. Mad TV was a Comedy Central. No, they re-aired it. Oh, I, I think you're bugging. I could be wrong. Again, no business podcast. I think, I think it I originally know. was aired on Mad TV, MTV, and Mad then it re-aired. TV? They re-aired it on Comedy Central. I don't know. Anywho, again, yeah. MTV used to be lit. Like, MTV used to be like the place. It used to be lit. Yeah, that's the thing. Mean, Comedy Central had nothing, and Mad TV, Mad TV was something. Yeah, but MTV, uh, Mad TV started as a, like a, a magazine. It was exactly, and then it started as a schedule which aired on MTV. Well, it wasn't called Mad TV because okay, it was any, a magazine. Uh, okay. Any horror, um, Chester, truly, what is your favorite color? <laughs> Blue. No. Yeah. Ah! Um, it's probably turquoise. 
why great choice i i couldn't tell you i'm not scholarly uh, what the hell no you don't need that that's a personal answer that's the reason why i love this question so much right. it's it because wasn't it, mtv but it wasn't it wasn't comedy central either well comedy central did that's where i watched i watched it on mtv oh, fuck you uh, but it was on Fox, and then the CW did a one-hour special. Uh, I maybe I watched on Fox. I don't know. I definitely Mad TV. Anywho, whatever. Definitely MTV. What? But it I wasn't think started you're just by confusing it. Confusing MTV and Mad TV. No, because I would, because I. That's what I loved so much about it. I was like, oh my god, is that what MTV stands for? And they were like, no, it's music videos. And I was like, ah, whatever. But I, I, I didn't watch it on Comedy on Central. MTV. I could have swore I did. MTV was ruled by fucking uh, motorheads. It was all like X Games people that were on MTV. Ooh, that's what became, but I'm saying it used to be. Became? Mad TV was Mad no, TV's oh. a lot more recent than that shit. What? I digress. Whatever. <laughs> Turquoise is your favorite color because why, Chester? Uh, what has it I'm done for you? Why do you like it? What scenes in your life do you feel like are toy or turquoise? <laughs> what scenes in my life? No, the- and like that's that's a hundred percent why people like colors is because yeah, certain it's all moments the- in their life yeah. have been identified or their aura or their essence belongs to that color. I have a friend who sees words as colors. I truly uh, believe I am slightly synesthetic, which is what that is. Mm. Fuck you, I know what words are. Surprisingly, yeah. Um I guess it just appeared in the best moments in my life. I couldn't tell you the specific ones, but, you know, it keeps showing up again. Where? In what? You don't I just to told you, I couldn't tell you, man. But uh, so it's turquoise. It's, uh, so it's turquoise. It's turquoise. But it's, it's do turquoise. You, do you own anything turquoise? No. That's Why not? Mistake. Yeah, that's a <laughs> I don't think I'd look good in turquoise. Says though. who? Exactly. Well, me. Well, shut up. Oh, well, exactly. You should just tell yourself to shut up. Listen, Ian. Do you think I'd look good in white overalls and a red shirt? No. <laughs> but look, who thinks I would? Me. Ha ha. Mm. I think that's not a bad fit. Exactly. Exactly. Come on. There's mm. a reason they made Mario those colors. It's literally the reason they did it. Mm. Um. Chester, what have you been listening to recently? And also, more important... Oh, well, this is going to segue super well. What are your albums of the year? Oh. Albums of the year. That's no, but also, what have you been listening to recently? And that could recently go up to a year. Uh, recently, let me think. Um, yeah, I feel like I may not have had that much time to listen to music because of finals. But I think the, the two that I've been going back to is Brothers by the Black Keys... And Urban Hymns by The Verve. I definitely know the Black Keys and I support, but I never heard of The Verve sound. Yeah, well, The Bittersweet Symphony. Oh, that sounds familiar, but I can't. Yeah. Symphony, that's life. Yeah, I look like that guy in the band. I've been told that I look like him. Justin, come in this podcast. Hey. 
I trust. That's my roommate. That's my second uh, most attractive Jewish person I know in my life. <laughs> Your second most attractive Jewish person. Damn. He's. The, I have to. He's I'm the cop. I'm gonna have to beat your face and then and then I'll take the. <laughs> it's not my ranking room. Um, Snow White. I'll be the evil. Just the What's your album of the year before you go? Or album, go? Like an album that came out this year. Yeah, that I'd that's like the only. Or, or no, just my album of the year. Or that you've listened to is one. It can be one that came out before, honestly, because you can whatever it is year, whatever you have an answer for. Ugh, I don't know. I mean, what comes to my mind is the slow rush. Let's go. That's my answer. So that's why. I, I know that was your answer. Which <laughs> album I've listened to the most? What is that? It's the Tame Impala album that I I trip. I was on drugs on, and then I saw God, and I heard God possessed by god it's a whole thing so well you know it's it's no big deal um but i agree again so that i totally agree but mm-hmm. uh you can have your own answers for that yeah um it's hard to say i haven't liked a lot of albums this year the closest that i could give is uh strange days by the struts the struts, Ooh, no, sluts are, struts, sluts, the sluts, sluts. are great yeah the sluts are my favorite thing yeah so i could definitely say that strange days was better than the album that they previously released, but not as good as the debut. But it was like cool, like circumstances, like they went into a studio that was in a producer's house for 10 days and they recorded 10 tracks. Um, and so, yeah, what they came up with, a lot of it was really fucking good. I love hearing that. Um, Ian's gonna hate this on a very similar circumstance. Look at that, that's a fact. I. Um, Bruce Springsteen released an album this year earlier than recently. Oh dear. Um, fuck you. Um, and I'm gonna fight both of you. I hate both okay. of you. Um, you both don't like the boss. I no. Oh my fucking god. No. <laughs> Get that old man away from me. No, he was always old. That was always an old man. No young person makes a song like Born in the USA. Well, he released it when I oh, fuck you. Anywho, um, uh, he released an album with the E Street Band, and they all recorded like in a studio in like a different format. Like they hadn't yeah. done that. E Street years. Band is dope. Steven Van, whatever his name is from the fucking Little Steven, yeah. Live, I love that guy. Fuck Bruce Springsteen, fuck that dude. Yeah, <laughs> He's not even no. Italian. I love you, Bruce. <laughs> um, I anywho. I that was the anecdote I was trying to provide. I hate you both for not liking Bruce. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'm okay with that. So, so, but also similarly, you said you were uh, you're going to be part of abandoned or start one at some point, which is mm-hmm. great. Yeah. As much as I want to get into what you're going to name it or what it will be called, you should probably talk to your future band. It'll be called that. Oasis Number Two. <laughs> <laughs> the second Oasis. Oh. oh my God! Imagine if it's called the second. Oh my God! Please. That'd be funny. That'd That's be really hilarious. Funny. And it's basically what's going to sound like. It is what's gonna sound like. Yeah, Chester is um, a huge. I, want, I mean, Chester is the, the is the only like Oasis is my favorite band in America. Like per hey! person yeah, you'll in find America. in your life. There are no it's other amazing. Americans that would say Oasis are their favorite band. That's true. Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. amazing. It's just it's just very interesting. Yeah, in England you'll see people like that all the time, but this is America, so yeah, I'm the only one. Right. The the like right place to be you know we separated from england gosh 
Oh, yeah. What are your opinions on uh, the Revolutionary War? What are your opinions on the uh, child sex ring that the royal family has? What? We went what? to different places with that. <laughs> we, we went to That's why Diana died. They killed Diana because she was going to expose them for having a child sex ring. You don't know this theory? The, like, Wait, that doesn't surprise me because I know some royals are in the book. Anonymous like... exposed it. They were like, Diana was like, as she was either like, like separated or separating from whatever dude she was yeah. married to yeah. and was like, I'm going to tell everyone that your family loves little children and is selling them to people. And then rest in peace. Well, if you watched The Crown, you would know well, it's a lit. Sh- you wouldn't like it. My it's a lit show. It. Exactly. I love Ian's mom. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's a lit show, but I guess like again, it's also drama- dramatized and like old. They, they, they pull English. shit. But the reason they were she was she was gonna dump his ass because they're fucking falling out of love and they haven't totally gotten there that, but they're definitely falling out of love and he did some foul shit and so. She, but like, I'm sure they were they were scared as hell. They were she was gonna blab. I'm sure she wasn't because she was an awesome, upstanding individual, and she got murdered. It's, like, it's like Meghan Markle. They said, "Hey, if you're gonna marry her, out, get the fuck out the family." Well, they, well, that's the thing. She Who, wanted to Harry get out. or Will? Which one went with her? Harry, no Harry. Harry. Yeah, Harry. No, the good one. The good one. Good one. The ginger. I like him. They're in Canada now. No, Harry. they're in a podcast. That's crazy. Wow. Chester, what are your thoughts on the royal family? Fuck. Uh, um, um, oh, what's up or ish no think so? I'm going to say ish don't think so because I just don't care about British politics and the hierarchy of that. Because, yeah, I don't care. Look, the reason why so much great music has come out of England is because the politics are so fucked up and people hate the royal family. Have you That's... ever seen the movie Billy Elliot? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but whenever I think of like the the British politics, I, there's like a scene where like um the like one of the sons is like f- saying like fuck this workplace and the dad was saying fuck the workplace, but this day he decides to get on the bus and like the son sees him and he's like dad and then the son gets like the shit beat out of him. Um, it's a crazy scene. Great movie. Um, great movie. Great fucking movie. But that's what I think of. When you <laughs> okay. think of England? When I think of British politics. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't not see that. I don't that. know what exactly the circumstances were or, like, what happened in the history of, uh, you know, fucking hello. But, um, like, I'm. that's what I think of is, like, People with a right shield just beating the shit out of people like weren't fucking with the work system. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. No, do you remember when we took dialects? I do remember when I took dialects. Oh, great class! Great class! Shout out, Neil Hartley. Oi, oi, boy. Oi, 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 there's no H's. Mm, yeah. I can't wait to I can't wait to see that audio spike of just us screaming like oh yeah. Um, so Chester, I have another question for you. Yeah. Um, so Chester, I called you an honorary Jew. Yeah. You're not Jewish. Nope. You look more Jewish than a lot of Jewish people I know. True. 
If you were Jewish, what would your last name be? Oh, ouch. Uh, Mankiewicz. Ooh, why? Because Jared Mankiewicz is a great photographer. Sure. I don't. What kind of Jew is he? Do you know? No. Word. All right. Just, just, well, just one. So, Wait, Ch- Chester Mankiewicz. Hmm. I guess that doesn't really. And if you could, in theory, choose that name. Oh yeah. And if you could have a Jewish first name. Hmm. What, so what would your full name be? What would you? What would your full Jew name be? Uh, how about Howie? Howie Mankiewicz. <laughs> Shadow David Howie. So, oh my! So, uh, <laughs> you know, a little dated, but we'll take it. Yeah. Yep. We'll take it. You know, I I don't know if I've ever met anyone named Howie in like the twenty first century, but <laughs> we'll take it. Okay. I I think I think he killed that. I truly I um no, I great answer. Great answer. Killed the question. Yeah. <laughs> so, um Chester. Mm. What is the best Star Wars movie? Empire Strikes Back. Josh was ha- what you Empire You Strikes saw Back. it. So you Josh saw me. Josh was having this discussion on the Twitter feed today. Oh um, god, really? I so again I that's the best of a great answer and I can't really truly argue with that. The only movie I would throw well I throw two. Um I think it would be The Last Jedi or oh my god, his face already. So we're about to get in the conversation. Or Force Awakens is the better film. Both of those are better films. <laughs> Fist yourself. Fist yourself. In any of the fucking Star Wars films, I think those are maybe. I think those three, those three, Empire, uh, for the best. Yeah, those three are the best. Empire is clearly the best. Well, so, I think that's just widely agreed. I'm yes, a... but my whole argument with like my whole argument with the original uh, the trilogy is that they are great films, especially Empire, especially Empire. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia Empire plays. If New Hope wasn't great, yes. But nostalgia plays entirely too big of a role, and that's why those films are as highly regarded as they are, and they're quite good films. And the reason why I think that Force Awakens is the best film is that it is literally New Hope redone in every way better. No. And then... No. That's what's wrong with it. New Hope is one of the worst Star Wars to ever be made. That's a hot take, too. That is Wait, wait, wait. Which which film did you just say? He said four. A New, New Hope, Hope is worse. Oh, fuck off. No. I'd put New Hope worse worse than episode three. I can't even. No. I can't episode even three is really high up there for me. So but episode three isn't fucking hell. any of the other original trilogy for me. Well, for also for me, I I think um, Return of the Jedi like that's my favorite Star Wars film. Good. Interesting. God. Force Awakens just being a new a New Hope. Awful. No. Uh, the Last Jedi. I'll give you. I really, really liked. It's my. It's my favorite of what well, I. Also, the mass rejection is great. But but that's a really contentious one. People either love it. Or oh yeah, it. no. It's a very specific taste. I love it though. I just though. love Ryan Johnson. Everything he does. I thought he. Was, I thought it. I thought it was. Yeah. That, that was not good. I everyone. Didn't see it. I, I didn't see it. I. Everyone overhypes it. It's what? He, he has the best Breaking Bad episodes by far. What, what did he do then? 
So he directed, well, he did The Fly, which people call yeah. the worst, but I love it. No, that's... But he also great. did Ozymandias, yeah. okay, which no, is yeah, the yeah, best yeah, Breaking yeah, Bad yeah, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm pretty sure he did Felina. No, that was Vincent. Oh, Vincent Felina? Yeah, Maybe I think he did they... Granite State. I think he did Ozymandias yeah. and Granite State. That's a great episode. Chester, the reason I bring this up is, as Ian mentioned before, I got into, a, not an argument, just a discussion of, but I think, I truly think, like, the best Star Wars film, it, well, again, I disagree with this. I just think TLJ is, like, as good as Empire, and I would put Force Awakens above all of them because like, that hits every pocket as well as any film does. But I think TLJ is a better film than, honestly, TLJ is a better film than Empire. Empire's third. <sighs> You see, we've argued about Star Wars before. And I don't. I can't remember your reasoning though. And now we have all of the films to argue about. It doesn't matter. I mean, your opinions are fist worthy, anyways. Look, it's just. Well, I mean, the first thing that we argued about was Attack of the Clones. I think. Oh, oh! I just rewatched uh, Attack of the Clones with Justin. It's terrible. It is honestly way worse than I remember. Bad. Okay, I so your always, opinion has changed. That's good. No, it has, and I do. I always said it was the most underrated Star Wars film. And again, I, I disagree with that now. I just really think it's probably Thank one of the worst. Fuck. But yeah. Rise of Skywalker is the worst Star Wars, Star Wars property, period. No, no, no. No, I, I I'm not having that. I think Star Wars in general is bad. All the Star Wars movies are kind of oh. bad. Yeah, no. All of them. I'm gonna, but, I enjoy the No, that's my argument. So There's no great film in the Star Wars. I would, Force Awakens. Uh, I, that's my argument. Fuck I think off. No. Look. So Return of Skywalker, I think could have been really great. And I think I said this last time I was here. If they let Finn die instead of What's-Her-Face taking that crash. I think if they had let Finn take that crash, I think it could have ended on a really great note. I do think the killing of Han Solo is in totally fuck I, I, I saw that as soon as I sat down in the fucking theater oh you know, wait that's Force Awakens that's not right I'm talking about the, the ninth one I might be bugging huh? no I business podcast no so I'm talking about the one that came out in the December like last year but the Finn the Finn moment with the red popping up and they're in the ships that's eight. no that's no that's, that's seven that's seven that's last oh, Jedi. That's last Jedi. I'm, I bug never mind continue your fucking okay so this is my okay, so no worries. He you need to see the worst Star Wars film. You haven't seen it yet. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen no, it. so it's terrible. So you can't argue. So okay, nine or eight. What is it? It's eight. It's Chester, eight. Chester, you like nine? Yeah. I um, I like about half of nine. I I think it's better than people think. But that oh, being wait, t- wait, wait, like that, first nine. half, second that's half, nine, like, nine. No, it's not like a first half, second half thing. I mean, overall, I liked about half of it. Um. Like, I disliked all of that stupid stuff, that island that they go on with those, not island, planet, with those, like, baby things. Uh, it's like something that the prequels would do. But it was cool to see Lando again, you know? I like Lando. Well, it's funny because I think we have very, I think I like about 80% of that movie as, like, a, a film to watch and sit down. As a Star Wars movie, there's only about 2% of that that undoes so much work and is just awful and just is terrible and sloppy. And it's so, and it's hilarious to me that I think JJ Abrams made the best and worst Star Wars films at the same time. Good God. You know, I kind of, I kind of feel like JJ Abrams should have, should be abused a bit because (laughs) 
It, because if he didn't make these sequels, then we wouldn't have so many fucking Star Wars things happening. There's too many Star Wars no. things happening. They could have killed it hey. ages ago. Hey, 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 if, hey, no, that's not JJ's fault. That's Disney's fault. If you want to have that argument, let's have that argument. So I, okay, I Disney. Feel like the Star Wars is best served in television. And so the fact that they're making a Fucking bunch of hell. series, that's great. Like, <sighs> the best Star Wars content has been shows. Like, the only thing that is consistently good are the Clone Wars show and Mandalorian. And then, Empire, <sighs> and then Empire Strikes Back. Those are the three things that most Star Wars fans can agree on. <sighs> Do you disagree? Like I'm not. I, he's you you might not it. agree, but I'm just saying that that is what people agree on. I, like most of the favor for those things are positive. Oh, I know exactly Ooh. what you mean. I think what we've like, and we've come to us like. I I know exactly what you're talking about, and like it's like, I, and it, we've maybe now found that. But if Star Wars was created and exists primarily as a like a film medium, and like in like and like, and I grant it's more served by these high end very like product like very productive high tv episodes i do agree with that but like it's i if we're judging on his films i don't know i i know what you mean i agree with you but i Again, also the, will the take films, the films over the films mandalorian are just campy like the films are intentionally campy and cheesy mm. and like they were always sloppy like the first one was ridiculously sloppy like new hope the theater oh. cut had like extra, it had extras in the background and they had like set pieces moving in front of the camera during scenes like there was just shit that wasn't taken care of well in those original movies like they did other things right like those movies had a crazy amount of heart and they had a really strong way of like calling back myth you know and and stories that had been told like the, like George Lucas was really inspired by Japanese cinema of the 1940s and there's a lot of really strong references to that in the original trilogy and don't get me wrong I love it like they're fun to watch but but like you're you're not going to compare those to movies coming out around the same time like The Godfather you know like oh my that's God. cinematic masterpiece like and it's it's drier it is not as like fun and entertaining to watch as star wars maybe but that's not the point of star wars like star wars is not trying and has never tried to be great cinema until the disney movies like I, and and i just i don't know i think that the best movie the best star wars film to have come out is probably empire and i don't think anything has surpassed it since as a star wars film but I think that TV shows have surpassed it, or at least matched it. Okay, Chester, go Chester, say say your piece. Chester again. How do you feel? What? Why? Why don't you like Mandalorian, Chester? Oh, well, think, also the shows in general. Well, again, the shows. I just think they're just continuing things too much. I think we just should have killed the Star Wars thing ages ago. But Mandalorian, I don't like the acting. I just don't like the acting. The the Mandalorian himself, like. You can't even see him. You can't. He can't act with his eyes or anything like that. You know, it, he's practically a moving statue as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's why I love well him because he does so much acting without it. Like I think that's why it's really cool. I do agree with you that I hate some of the acting in Mandalorian. The Marshall's fucking stupid. Like I like I hate everything that she's done other than the very first time she's in it. Um, I think there's some again. It's maybe one of the best Star Wars properties we've ever had, and I think it works really well. Um. 
But also, it's just interesting that you don't think Star. I, I get that of like you don't think it should continue. But do you think it should? When do you think Star Wars should should have stopped? Literally, just the the first three films. I mean, I'm kind of with you. If they had never made the prequels, I pro- it probably all would have been better. But since they made the prequels, all the other stuff feels better by comparison to the prequels. Which are the that, worst Star Wars uh, content ever made. It feels uh, better. Yeah. I would have been I would have been very happy if it stopped after the prequels. I think the story the prequels, yeah, the, yeah. I think the story well, of the prequels is great. They're not good films. I think the story yes. is great. No, I mean, agree with that. Do you mean I Star Wars that. in well, general should have stopped? No yes. shows, no, no show. Well, I mean, I mean, I never watched the Clone Wars. I've heard it's great. Uh, animated shows just aren't my thing. Right. So. And again, like, what about also... comic books or like other lore? Like, because the thing is, is I don't know about know, that. It's not just like that. All existed before the prequels even existed. Right. Like, so, so the films sure. should have stopped after the prequels. Right. Because yeah. it exists both in a cinematic mainstream culture. But it also exists as like sci-fi lore, like in the right. same way that other famous, like Dune, like it is on par of that. Like the 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 Star Wars novels are some of the most famous sci-fi novels. You know, mm. like they're really popular and prominent. I mean, I sell a fuck ton of them at Barnes and Noble, and like mm. people love just the lore of that. Like similar to Lord of the Rings, you know, like people just like Hogan. the extended lore of those universes, and I just think like. Star Wars does offer that. Like Star Wars, I read a comparison that it's like Westerns and I kind of liked that comparison. I mean, obviously Star Wars is inspired after Westerns, but more the idea that like the Western genre went on for like 50 years and then it stopped. And within that genre, you have action movies and you have romance movies and you have comedies and you have working movies and you have movies about social justice and you have movies about whatever else. Like, it's a random cast of characters, but they all have a reason for being there that unites them, which is the world. Mm-hmm. And like Star Wars, like to me, that's that's the best part about Star Wars. Isn't the movies, isn't the TV shows, isn't anything else. It's the world itself and all of the things that it inspires. Mm. And so it's like, to me, the only reason Star Wars is still good is because they're still making content. Otherwise, it all just becomes kind of bad. Because, because like, the world is the most exciting part. And, and like, maybe that's my own personal preference no. of liking world building. But also, it's Thanks. clearly mainstreams. Or, or at least it is, it, is a, it is a preference that comes with the film. Like, it, it, it lives with those movies. The movies are inherently about world building very jewish answer (laughs) i I couldn't give you any other answer i am jewish so Uh, we've been talking about star wars too much now what no that face has been chilling we gotta fly all he's just been chilling on this wall i was enjoying him last night um Oh, this is going to be a video. I'm so excited. Chester, what? Uh, you don't have to answer anything Star Wars related if you don't want to. But if you do want to change the topic, you have to change the topic. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, is there, I guess there's a, here's a better lead in. I think I got it. No, no, he's so, well, yeah, he's, no, he's blowing up there. Uh, do you, what do you want to talk about? Is there any su- subject that you thought like, oh, I want to get to this. I hope they bring this up. You know? Oh, uh, 
I feel like there must have been. Not I have these topics. Did you get it? Oh, okay. Oh, Portfolio. Don't worry about it, bro. Don't. It's. No, no, no. Okay, no, 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 no. Oh my god. Yes, that's why I was like, hey. <laughs> um is there oh shall I get so I mean Ian's got topics for you, bro. Yeah, well Ian, let me see. What 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 kind of topic do you oh, nice. oh he's still killing a fly? Did he kill it? it? He got it, ladies and Dude. gentlemen. He got the fly. He got the fly. Fuck flies, man. Um okay. Seriously. You guys so do you have a topic? You like that? Uh I don't. Well, I guess I want to hear what what Ian has. In my mind. my topics. Like I, I have some sh- some shit about reality TV to talk about. Oh, cool, cool. So, been I love reality TV. That's my shit. I think it's great fucking entertainment. Um, I recently just watched. They put Are You the One an MTV show on Netflix. Put the first two seasons of it. You can watch it. It's a great reality TV show. Drama, all that shit. Um, but I recently uh, have started watching the challenge from the first season I could watch, and I think that um, like that in Love Island is like peak reality TV where the drama is nonstop. They do everything they can to create more drama, and the characters that come out of those kind of shows, I think, are just brilliant. Like. Johnny Bananas is a character that is, like, that dude's been around for a fucking decade, dude. Like, the challenge? What? I'm talking about just how brilliant, like, reality TV show is. The challenge is a reality TV show on MTV. It's, um, it's a bunch of, like, really horny, uh, like, 20-something-year-olds, and now, like, they let, like, 30-something and older into it. Johnny Bananas is this dude who's been on the challenge for like a decade plus and has won like more than anyone. And he's just crazy dude and apparently he's a dick off the show. But it's just yeah. I think the ca- That's hilarious. Shout out the entourage. Um so what is the point about other than like is that what are your thoughts on reality TV? I love it. I think the challenge is brilliant. Have you ever watched the challenge? Have you watched the I, 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 The shows that you've mentioned, I've never heard of. But I will say, recently, um, in my history of televisions class, I was introduced to the real world, and I saw the first ever ah, episode. Yes! I saw the first ever episode of the real world, and I, I was like, "I just watched it too." I was like, "This is fucking amazing! Like, what's up? Like, for okay, let me get it out there. I hate reality TV. I hate it, but." I saw the first episode of The Real World, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. And that's because it was – look, the, the the key word in that title is real. So the shit that you're seeing there is real. And they've taken that out of reality TV. Just like they've taken the music out of music television and replaced it with reality TV. Well, so it's not necessarily real. Um, Tom Segura, his wife, Christina – was on the first season of um, Road Rules, which is like a spinoff of the real real world. And like the people they would cast in a single season were all made to fight. They were like, this person and this person were casting because they're going to feud because they're entire opposites. And they definitely fed like 
hey, do you want to know what this person said about you? What are your thoughts? You know, like they definitely fed all that stuff throughout it. But I think, um, oh, what was my fucking point, man? It's fake, but it's, it's preceded, but ah, I forget my fucking well, you, point. Well, you made a good, but you made good points, yes, though. No, I mean, especially what you were saying there was like a, a southern girl on the first season, and she was kind of arguing with two, the only two black people, of people color, there. Yeah. yeah and the first and, thing she said to the girl was, are you a drug dealer? Or yeah, because she had a beeper and she was like, oh, are you a drug dealer? And they were like, whoa, stop it now. And then she went to like a restaurant with those uh, two people. And yeah, they had just a whole conversation about race. And it was like really cool to see. Um, is there, is there, is there a message you want to leave, you want to leave people with? Is there something that you want to say? You have a platform right now. You have about, uh-huh. you have about 10 more people. But 10 you know, people listening to you, Chester. Yeah, that's 10 cool, people. Man. All right. Well, let's see. Well, uh, you're basically saying we're coming to an end, huh? I'm wrapping up a bit. You know what I mean? Um, okay. I, 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 there's any questions that Josh I mean, is in charge of that. I have no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, we're, you know, we're wrapping up a bit, but I'm saying is there, I, I want to make sure we're getting these things done. We're, we're getting these points out. And if there's something that brilliantly comes to me in this second while you're speaking, I'll be like, no, let's do a little tirade about this. But mm, you're mm-hmm. very informed. You are a, a writer, actor, director. You're a triple threat, as you said. You mm-hmm. know, you have lots of things to maybe share your mind about, share your opinions with. Is there mm. something that you want to enlighten people about? Is there some opinion out there that you want to correct? Is there some fucking <laughs> bullshit that you want to make smell more or less foul? <laughs> okay, well, let's see. Um, basically, I'm going to quote the, uh, the title of the first Arctic Monkeys album, which applies to me. And that is, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. So I'm going to put that out there because basically, yeah, if you think I'm a shithead, you're wrong. You know, you just got to understand things a bit better. Look, I'm willing to have conversations with people about how things really are. You know, of course, you know, you have a lot of friends that think that I only listen to rock and therefore all rock is brilliant in my mind. And that's simply not the case, man. That's not the only thing that I listen to. There's plenty of sh- fucking awful rock out there. But I I like songs. Let's just keep it at that, all right? I like songs. I focus on choruses, melodies, chord progressions, and instrumentation, and that's what's big on me, right? And then there's comedy, which I really love. And I'm not big on censoring comedy. Now, let me get this very straight here. That doesn't mean that I'm in favor of punching down. All right? There's a big difference. Yes, Chester! Punching down yes. is bad. Explain what punching down is for the other okay. for those For those who don't know what punching, punching down is. All right, so well, let's start with punching down. Punching down is basically when you're making fun of people who have less privileges than you. Punching up is when you make fun of people who have more privilege than you. Um... Now, in a lot of cases, it'll seem like somebody might be punching down, but if you dig deeper, you may realize that it's actually just very clever of how it's punching up. Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen is the main example in this case, all right? And 
you know, I've had people say like, you know, when I explain that I'm just not a big fan of political correctness and they're like, whoa, so you want to make fun of people with less, less privilege than you? No, that's not how it is. I like clever comedy. And, and yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen does a lot of that. There's um, Monty Python's Life of Brian. You might think that some things are offensive in there, but if you dig deeper, you'll realize it's actually not, you know, pretty ahead of its time. And I'm going on a tangent here. I just that's realized. The whole, that's what we oh, want. We love it. That's what we want. Yeah. That's what we want. Yeah. So basically, censoring just doesn't do any good. Just, just let the people talk. So, like, all right. So, let's say if I'm, yeah. Oh, Ian was about to say something. Well, to continue your point, and then I just want to, I just want to say something, and then see your your thoughts on it. Okay. Cool. Um, so there was an instant once where um, a um, a female friend of mine was having trouble. I think she was like opening a pickle a pickle jar, and as a joke, I said. How about we let a man do this? Yes. Now, when I said that joke, I wasn't, I was making fun of sexist people. Okay. Now, pretty much the people that were in the room with me, most of them were laughing because they understood it. And one person thought I was being sexist. And I, ex I explained to them, I said, no, 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 no. That I'm making fun of sexist people because they sound stupid when they say shit like that. Hmm. That's that's all it is right there. Like, I mean, yeah, saying let a man open it, like, fuck off, dude. Yeah, like, fuck you. 100% fuck you. But doing it in the tone that you did, and again, like, again, if you just read that on paper, fuck you. If you read it on paper, there, it would sound wrong, yeah. If you were there, you know, maybe you'd, you'd realize what was happening. But even then, even then, Chester, sorry if you were had a point, and that joke, I think that's a perfect example. I would challenge you even then to punch up again. To sure. like, I think that's the issue of like, there's too many of those types of jokes of like people assuming or hoping that you'll get on their level. No, you have to be even higher and assume that the audience will meet you there. We're right. So, so dumb, but we're also not. Yeah. So make fun of that person even more. And again, that's the thing. What I'm saying is like, I'm happy about having these conversations with people. Now, Ian, please go ahead. So conversations, great. I love these kind of conversations. I love them. This is what I live for. Mm. Um, my thoughts are, as comedians, our entire purpose is to make the audience laugh. So if we're not making the audience laugh, we're failing. Mm. But I think what the audience also needs to understand is literally everything someone says on stage during a comedy special is a joke. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's a joke. Our whole uh, the A comedian's whole purpose is to point at this is to laugh at the shit that isn't funny that's mm -hmm. our role in society is to comment on the shit that no one else ca talks about and the way we do it is by saying a joke we have to find the jokes that don't work not every joke is gonna work but we can only find that out by trying it you know so i think yes hold a comedian accountable to where where they're punching what they're saying but also understand that they're not saying it as this is the law, this is the way I think, this is what I believe. You have to understand what is being said is a joke. You know, we can always learn. We never stop learning. You should never stop accepting feedback. But you, have, you can't hold a comedian accountable for a joke he said 10 years ago. Because values change. Values change. People change. It's also a joke. 
oh my god, I cannot tell you just how unwoke I was years and years ago in my teenage years. I said a lot of really oh, offensive stuff that we, is we bad. We talked about this literally in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you would talk to high school me, boy oh boy, boy oh boy. If you could get Skype recordings of me and my friends when I was 13, 14, I would never see public office. Mm. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without yeah, a which doubt. Which is a goal, of course. And that's a big goal. And a lot of us, and you know. Clearly my aspirations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm not a, I'm not making excuses for the stuff that, he, that we said, but Nor I know we, we could know. say, but, but we can say that at that time we really did not fully understand the things that we said. And then eventually we, we grew and we understood, like, wow, that's a lot of really bad stuff, you know? Yeah, I'm happy to say that, you know, I'm not like Shane Dawson, you know, somebody who did blackface, like, fuck that, you know? At least I wasn't that stupid. But again, I'm not saying that to get applause. It's just that should that should be common sense to right. people. Well, it's also, I think, what people don't forget is that uh, progress doesn't happen without mistakes. You know, mm, bad mm. stuff needs to happen for us to realize what the bad stuff is, you know? So, n- y- like, it's not an excuse for all the shit, but if we can acknowledge that that was wrong, I think that's the step, you know? I think saying, oh, let's hold on to what happened 20 years ago. Like man, like we gotta, we gotta keep moving forward. And I think forward. that's the, oh, man, to get real big and philosophical. I think that's the overcorrection by society. I think for like for the first time in a long time, we have like way different values, and we're putting values in different things. And we're like, oh, social rights are like no, equality is a given. Yeah. And so much of the young generation of people, like even the slightly above us millennials and stuff like that, they truly like they do believe this, and like it's just it's mm. a different level of thinking and like a different value set. And people didn't value this kind of knowledge even five, 10 years ago. And it, I'm, again, there's no excuses being made. And it's just, I, like, and there's no, we don't deserve credit or not, but it's purely just the sign of the times. And again, I think it is an overcorrection of like, but we have to do something. It's better than doing nothing because that's what every other generation has done before us of like just... letting this, letting this, like, these, these habits and these uh, comments and these ways of thinking fester. It's not it, appropriate. I, but I think it's also like, now we have access to so many more perspectives than we did. So comedy now is different than it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, we didn't have like this perspectives of literally everyone in the world, you know? Uh, so 10 what, years ago, smartphones weren't a thing. Exactly. You know what so I mean? Like, like flip phones. What was, was so funny added, was know? so, di- or I, what was acceptable is funny was so different that if you're not going to allow people the room to grow to what we are now, uh, you might as well just, you, like, you're cutting off basically half the population of the world. Like, there are people in different in different cultures who aren't caught up to the way we are, but, you know, they're still doing comedy there somewhere, you know? like. And then also we aren't connected to the way the other societies exactly. are. Like, where it's, it's all like, like and again, a, like, it's... It's perspective. We have to understand the perspectives of people. We have to allow people to accept information and take that information and do stuff with it. And it's the art form. And it's also just like it's the way that it's gonna work. It's the way that like it's the way that you go to bat. And it's like what let again deep conversation. Super deep. And sorry to like, I know. Um, <laughs> and if so you cool were stuff. going to 
and if you're gonna like again like let the shit be shit like if someone's gonna use that and use a terrible material let them do it and be awful and no one's gonna laugh at it you know what i mean like let the wonderful amazing comedians rise up from top by letting like letting not necessarily everything but letting shit be okay like understanding that it's all gonna be a joke because it's art form that's just the mm-hmm. way that comedians work yeah yeah because I'm like what like what you were saying about like um saying like I say things that I assume people realize are a joke because of how ridiculous they sound. Um and they a lot of people aren't they they're like, Oh, you think no, 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 believe me. I'm saying this because I know how crazy it sounds, you know? Yeah, and I'm not mad at people for no, assuming the other thing. You yeah. can't get mad at them, you know, they do, but that's why I'm saying, like, I'm okay with having this conversation with people. You know, if you think that I'm being sexist when really I'm being the the complete opposite in that certain situation, you know, I'm happy to tell them. Like, when we did uh, the show together, um, I did, for those listeners, I did a show back in October of last year, Monty Python's 500 Years of Silliness, and I directed Joshua Crosby in it. Um, I knew that there were a few... S- uh, sketches that were going to be somewhat problematic. raising and questionable. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, I tried cutting the stuff that I thought w- went too far, but eventually I th- just thought that certain in certain cases, there wasn't that much that I could do, really. I think there's some stuff that kind of had to be the same. Like, I think everybody that saw the show knew that this was stuff from 50 years ago. Um, so they knew that some things were going to hold up and some things weren't. Um, but I had to talk with some of the cast in some cases, like the Lumberjack song. You know, some people thought the Lumberjack song was transphobic. But actually, what was it? Because it's, you know, really, it's like, I, you know, I'm a barber, but I don't want to be a barber. I want to be a Lumberjack. But actually, I don't want to be a Lumberjack. I want to put on women's clothes. Um, and then the Mounties leave, but... It's not because they disapprove of it. It's because that's just so silly. Like, what the hell does dressing up as a woman have to do with being a lumberjack? It's just completely irrelevant. And that's all it was. So I was happy with telling people that that was uh, the case. Thankfully, the version that we did in the stage reading was far different than the version that we did in the show. Thank fuck. Because when we did the stage reading, ooh, ooh, the silence that came from the the... Ten people in the audience. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember so, singing that one, Chester. So yeah, good. I know. Yeah. So uh, I think that there's a big confusion in today with uh, commenting on something and uh, promoting it. You know? I feel like a lot of comedians try to comment on things and then are confused with promoting or agreeing with these ideologies when... Our whole our whole purpose is, hey, this is happening. Here's something that kind of makes it look funny. Like mm. the whole the, the whole purpose of a comedian is to talk about life yeah. and to make oh, yeah. put light on points of life that you may not have either Darkness. thought about or mainly the dark shitty parts. You know what I mean? And I guess again, the whole this whole conversation I guess wraps around the idea of like again, you said earlier that you're happy to have these conversations so many people aren't able to converse about this and like and i guess and i to their credit maybe we shouldn't be having this conversation it should already be done but clearly it's not clearly uh, there's the work that needs to yeah. be done so let's have a conversation about it let's yeah. talk about it and so that like 
I, a very dumb person who has no business talking about anything, can learn. <laughs> nice. about- also, this conversation needs more point of views, but it's a conversation that needs to be had, and that people and never are, stop happening. And people who totally. aren't comedians need to listen to if they're gonna listen to comedy. Yes, 100%. Now, a lot of celebrities will probably do something controversial and then use their privilege to avoid that conversation and hide from their fans. But then you have someone like uh, Judd Apatow, who, you know, you would think that films like Knocked Up just show these, like, you know, really problematic guys who are so immature and sexist. But if you listen to him, he'll say that he's trying to show... He's trying to show these immature people and then... Oop, that's my dad. Um, no, father. Okay, I'll call him later. Um, but he says, like, yeah, he's trying to show these um, immature guys and then show their growth. And, and he's another person who says he's willing to have that um, conversation with people. I really hope that I'm still recording. Oh, I've got paused. Wait a minute. Let me just listen to where I uh, stopped. Chester, mm. closing thought. Closing thought. Closing thought. Um, Ian said that my band will explode in 2024, so be on the lookout for that. me then. Yeah. You did say that, yes. Yeah. Yes. So all I ask of you is give it a chance, you know? Maybe you're chance. not a big um, rock and roll fan, but maybe it'll you know give something to you. If you don't like Oasis, let's talk about that, okay? Let's if talk. you're not a fan of the British Invasion, you know, just give it a shot. You know, you might. <laughs> hey, it's every an American version of British. Every listener of this podcast will be plugged and will get the information about this band that doesn't exist yet, but the will Chester... be the hottest shit in the middle of this decade. The Chester mm. Pollard experience, you know. Actually, we're calling it. Uh, actually, you, you coined this. We're calling it the Bowl Cuts. The bold cuts. Oh, yes. that's flames. Let's yes. go. Let's get it. The bold cuts taken over yeah. in the twenties. As you can see, Chester has rocked this. I don't. It, it's like a bold cut mullet look. It's just so fucking sick. That his fucking. It's like an oasis little like uh, Noel Gallagher. I don't know. He's looking like he hasn't known this. He hasn't known this, but I, it's exactly what I think of every time I see Chester. I'm like, he is the British Invasion. If it was born in, what year were you born, Chester? 1998. 1998. You're, so, oh, I also, it's Chester Pollard uh, is a 1998 baby. He's older than me, a year behind me in school, but also at my 21st birthday, Chester wait, Pollard. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, no. No, no, you shouldn't be saying that on the air. Oh, God. Oh, God. He is the GOAT. He is the GOAT. Oh, man. I don't I don't know what happened last I saw it. Okay, well, look, like it, yes. What what he said was true, but I, but I know my parents won't see this, but still, I, I just hope they don't okay. hear it. <laughs> Well, you already said.
Okay. Uh, well, I'm not ashamed of that. I would, I would put it. all of this in. I would. Oh. Put, I would <laughs> uh, Chester, um, there's a. No, it's awesome. It's not like he, he doesn't even know the name. Um, watch him just drop a social security number right now. Watch him just like no. No. No! Shut up! Don't say it! Don't say it! Don't answer! <laughs> this has been the No Business Podcast. No Business Podcast. Oh, Shout out so Chester Pollard. Chester, thank you for coming on. You were an awesome guest, man. It's been a pleasure. Shout out Justin. Shout out Justin. Shout out Justin. Justin's definitely going to be here for more of these podcasts. Oh, no. yeah, he's going to get his whole episode, y'all. That was uh, a great, great little input. Um, uh... I'd love to come back again. We could do it again in the future, We'd right? We'd love to have you back again, Chester. This was great. This was fun. Awesome. There's so much more to uncover, even though this is probably your longest episode. <laughs> I look forward to the next episode. In the meantime, I need to urinate so badly, so let's end this. Oh, man. You've got <laughs> Okay. Yes, I have a deep regard for both of you as well. And Justin, yes, all of you. What happened? Oh my god. Okay, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That means a lot coming from a comedy god like Ian Carl Ritter. Unfortunately, there's nothing to plug at the moment, but just be on the lookout for me at the future because you don't want to miss out. Oh, the coat! Oh, well. <laughs>